the bottom line bombs on the sports gambling podcast network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia from boosted same game parlays to live in game odds. WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today, bet hundred dollars, get a hundred dollar free bet at sportsgamingpodcast.com backslash WinBet. That's sportsgamingpodcast.com backslash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. State restrictions apply. And we're also brought to you by our mini helmet contest. Yes, GP mini helmets are now in store. We're giving one away for free. Just go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com backslash helmet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com backslash helmet. And with that, play the music, Sammy. Wouldn't it be? Here we are. Welcome. To the bottom line bombs on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network, the NFL Gambling Podcast Network division of it. I'll assume be going on to my own feed, but that's neither here nor there. I am CJ Sullivan, your host. Each week here, I give you five new picks, picks with bits for the Circa Million Contest, where we use the Circa Point Spreads that came out today. And I also do a a man in a box segment, which is a fun little rant at the end. Fun little rant. I like telling people that it's fun. Um, used to give out a survivor, but we we're bounce out week one. Survivor is uh, that circuit contest got very exciting over the weekend. We'll talk a little bit about that, but um, yep, here we are. We give out five picks with bits for tobacco use only. Um, welcome. If you're watching live on YouTube, come on in the comments and be a part of it. Like I said, I used to dislike that. I don't like anyone telling me what to do on my show, but uh, now it's uh, less writing for me. You know, go ahead. You write, you guys take over. I don't care. Who cares? We got five new picks. We'll get into them. Um, we had a man box we'll recap last week. Another so, so week, another couple losses, couple wins. We can't make any headway. So it's, we're down here to last fourth quarter. It's week 17 NFL week 17. can't believe it. Two more weeks, 17, 18. And already it's getting uh, a lot of insignificant tonight's Tennessee game or last night's, if you're listening to it, the audio, they pulled all their players kind of hilarious. They do not give a shit. Rabel's like, yeah, we do not give a shit. We'll uh, get into the other game that does. Um, who are they playing at quarterback tonight? Josh Cribs or Josh Dobbs. I'm R and B singer. Uh, hello, Mark Vanna, listener coming in, coming on into the comments. Hello, Mark Vanna. Um, last week we lost with the Colts on Monday night. I never learned my lesson with the Colts. Nick Foles. I thought Nick Foles was going to do something. Why? Why do I think Nick Nick Foles is on a mission to become the most insignificant Super Bowl winner of all time? Like this is an embarrassment. How, I don't know, I mean, you're watching. Like, how did this fucking guy beat Tom Brady in a Super Bowl? This storch. I love Nick Foles. I'm an Eagle fan. We have a statue of this idiot. <laughs> he throws the best tall ball. Foles is hilarious. He just throws a tall ball. His, he, he fits a certain system. And it's, just, it's a volleyball system. The system, the receivers have to be tall and slow. Like Alshon Jeffrey was the perfect Nick Foles receiver. Didn't work with uh, the Colts. Too many, uh, you know, too fast, too short, whatever. You got to get tall. 
All his interceptions were tall. You have to leap up. You make great, he, he put he sets you up for great highlight, either interceptions or catches. Either way, you guys decide. Nick Foles, that's what Nick, Nick Foles throws a democratic pass. He he throws the ball high in the air. 50-50 ball. D back receiver. Best man, best man wins. Gets the highlight. Gets the Lynn Swan type highlight. So we lost with that one. Charges from the, that. That was one of those things. It was over first quarter. Like you just knew. And the other loss was uh, Denver. Oh my god, Denver! I'll never. I I thought I was done with them, and then they came back. They were kind of hot. Not hot, but you know they played decent. And they're playing the Rams. They're playing Baker Mayfield. Line was two and a half, three. How can I not jump on it? One. It was like one last Bronco loss for good measure. Finally, we don't. So we don't have to deal with it anymore. We, as a country, we needed to have that happen on Christmas. In Denver, just get embarrassed like that. Everyone, everyone played a part. The defense, which was amazing all year, decided, you know what? Fuck it. Why? Why, why are we doing this? Why do we keep shutting down the other opponent? It doesn't matter. We're not going to score. So they. Uh, they showed ownership. You see what this can be? See what these games could be if we didn't play? If we weren't amazing? We're letting Baker Mayfield score 40 points, for God's sakes. Russ. Oh, my God. He is amazing. He's incredible. I'll give Bronco fans something. They're pretty funny. It was Bronco fans. It was Bronco Nation. Let's ride. And the one guy had a paper bag over his head and said, Bronco Nation, let's hide. <laughs> oh, boy. Um, they fired Packet uh, finally. You can't do it on Christmas Day. You can't. You can't fire someone on Christmas Day. But come twelve oh one, that new iPhone we got you is not just a gift. Bring your playbook. You are gone. And can you fire Russ's contract? You can't. Shit, we're stuck with them. I am. That's what I realized. I am the. I am the Broncos this year. They keep bringing me back. Keep bringing me back. Keep teasing me. Line two and a half, two and a half, fine, we'll get it. And then we it just and then we lose, and I'm shocked that I lose. I shocked them that I lose every week. The only time the Broncos won in covers when I went against them on my bombs. Way back when they played the Niners, and the Niners lost to the Denver at night. So how did Den- how did Denver beat San Francisco? I'll tell you how, because Jimmy G knew I picked them. That's when he did that eight point. Play. He tried to do a negative eight point play when he stepped out of bounds for a safety and threw a pick six on the same play. And refs like, "Oh, make up your mind. Is it a pick six or a safety? It can't be both." Anyway, that's uh, <laughs> that's neither here nor there. So welcome everybody. We got five new bottom line bombs. Those were our losses last week. Um, we won a few games too. We'll get into that later uh, if it comes in. And a man in a box. Uh, well, we got some comment. Boy, commenters come popping in. We got Chase Bentley here. He says it's a party. It sure is. Um, thoughts of Jim, but Chase Bentley says I think CJ's looking for the power button to fire this shindig up. No, we're fired up. We're in here. Aren't you here, Chase? Can't you guys hear me? Seal Team Six. Oh, whatever. I can't. Bill Cruz says, cool your jets. Cause Mark Vanna is one of these. He's just a psychopath. He's got 50 comments already in five minutes. So we'll just have to maybe block his, but you know what? Come on in, whatever. Come on in, j- join the party. If there's any new listeners from the Greg Peterson experience, hoops, 
from the Visa Network. I did his show last night. Did a spot on his show. He does a Visa. The Visa Network is a uh, friends of the friends of the Sports Gaming Podcast Network. Where they go on and off. And I've been. I did the Peterson show last week when I was in Vegas, and then they had me back last night to call in. I called in uh, from home with a Skype call. This is pretty embarrassing. I did a whole setup in my background. I had a fucking like the game. The, their network is at the Circa Casino in Las Vegas, downtown Las Vegas, which is the biggest sports book in the world. They have a studio and the backdrop is a huge, the board there, the odds board, you know, of the biggest sports book in the country. So I thought it'd be funny for my Skype call. You know, everyone has like bookshelves like, like this, like the box you know, sports stuff, which is fine. Cause it's a studio. I like what people have in their, their library. So I had a funny, I thought it was a funny one, a little Christmas tree. And I had a, a whiteboard with marker with dry eraser marker of all the odds of these NFL games. Thought it'd be funny, a little backdrop, especially because they broadcast that on the huge movie screen at all night at the circuit casino, let alone on their hotel TV. It's on every one of their hotel TVs. Like, you know, the default channel on a hotel TV, when you turn it on and you can't get it off for like five minutes, like how do I get it off this thing? The, the hotel channel. It's that it's the VSIN 24 hour gambling thing. And it's awesome. Unless you're there last week and you're some couple in Vegas trying to find something to get you in the mood, you know, for your little Vegas vacation. And you see me, the man in the box, giving out his bowl picks. So anyway, so I had a whiteboard with the odds. And all day I set it up. Will this be funny? Blah, blah, blah. Do my bits, you know, with my picks for the Greg Peterson experience hoops. And then uh, when the call happened last night, I forgot that I had my background on uh, blurred. So I, I, everything I worked for to set up this joke, then I had jokes for it too, this board, the whiteboard and I had it blurred. So it was all blurred background. So they couldn't see it. It made no sense. I did the joke and I didn't want to fool around and change it while I was doing the interview and whatever. Anyway, these are these these are champagne problems for the man in the box when he brings his gambling and his brand. I'm just trying to get the brand out there, you know, the Navisan. As much as I love you guys, except for Vanna, who's just fucking going absolutely crazy in the comment board. But now, welcome Chase, welcome Bill Cruz, welcome Mark Vanna. We are uh, the bottom line bombs. Let's get into it. Five games and a man in the box segment coming up. But first. Quick ad read. <laughs> a quick ad read. Oh my god. Um now I'm getting text messages. Do it start? This is ridiculous. I mean, this is ridiculous. Anyway, I should I should I should focus on the show and not these fucking people commenting. Why do, why do I curse so much? I tell you why, because WinBet is the official sports book of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. WinBet is active in a bunch of states that are ton. Tons of ways to win live betting and same game parlays. Reduce juice on sides and totals for all bowl games day of. That's fun. That's good. That'll save you some money. When you lose, you lose less. Great promos, odds, and payouts are happening right now. Win bet. Ready to play? Sign up today. Receive a special offer. Bet $100. Win $100. Limited state availability. There's so much to choose from. All you have to do is head over to sportsgamingpodcast.com backslash win bet so they know we sent you. That's sportsgamingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. Offer subject to change terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older present in the state where play through winbet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, and you do, 
you listen to the Bottom Line Bombs on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network, you might have a gambling problem. But it's okay. Not all problems need to be solved. But go, go. if you do, someone you know, call 1-800-522-4700. Report anyone on the Greg Peterson experience. They have, they have gambling problems. Greg Peterson hoops. He, he fucking puts out a spread for every college basketball game, and people troll him online. Like, what the fuck? This game didn't win. Yeah, we, he does 300 games a night. What do you want from him? Anyway, welcome. Uh, let me read some comments before we. Oh, there's oh, one more. The SGP mini helmet contest, which I brought up earlier. Don't forget to enter the SGP mini helmet contest from now to the end of the year. Just go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com helmet backslash helmet to enter. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com backslash helmet. That's fun. I love those little mini helmets. Reminds me of the ground round. We used to get ice cream and a little mini baseball helmet, a little mini Phillies helmet, and a little ice cream. Or uh, Red Sox, and you collect them. That's the 99 cents. The ground round was the thing. They had the thing when you were a kid pay what you weigh, you know? So if you're a kid, you weighed 85 pounds, you pay 85 cents. But for me, I would always cost my family money. It was very shameful, you know? Very, very traumatizing to pay what you weigh system for the uh, husky kids as we were called back into clothing department. Um, all right, let me read some comments before we get into it. Uh, the first bombs here. Yeah, maybe not. They're all pretty bad. It's okay. Um, if you have any Husky comments, we're, and we're going to get into the, uh, actually, when I get to the man in the box segment towards the end, we're going to get into the, uh, the movie, the whale. I saw that on Christmas evening. I have thoughts. Oh, I have thoughts on that one. But anyway, let's get into the first game. We're already uh, 10 minutes in the show. New England versus Miami. Line is three. Game is in New England. New England is favored. Miami was favored until last week happened. And what happened last week? Tua got another concussion. Another highly seen concussion, too. Just on That was also on Christmas, Christmas morning. Just throwing interceptions all over the place. Uh... The doctor said there was no visible signs. Everyone was furious because he got he got put put in the concussion protocol after the game. We're like, yeah, it turns out he had concussion. Well, what the fuck? He was out there playing the game. Why don't you take him out? And they're all like, we didn't know. We we can't tell the difference between a normal Tua interception and a concussed Tua interception. What do you want from us? He always looks like he has concussion out there. Do you watch him play? He just fucking throws the ball like a grenade, and then Tyreek Hill runs underneath it for a hundred yard touchdown. So yeah, he had a bad concussion apparently because <laughs> things did not look good. And they, but Indian the Miami doctors, how many times are they going to do it this year? They just keep throwing them out there. And I'm, so, I'm shocked they're not bringing them out there again this week. They can't because of what happened earlier this year where he had that fucking brain injury where he had a seizure basically on national TV. McDaniels is like, yeah. One of McDaniels, the coach, is like. You know, we're, we really care. To stop. He should be, he should, he's two is not going to, his quotes are because two is not going to play. He should be worried about his health. Oh, he should be. How about you should be too? Yeah. We're not really concerned. That's why we let him play. The last time this happened though. Um, so they brought Teddy Bridgewater to play. I think it was the Jets game. Yeah, it was the Jets. And so I still took Miami because you think, ah, Bridgewater's a good backup, which he is. Teddy Bridgewater is a fine backup. But now with two it down and in, in the uh, concussion, the way they handle concussions with Miami opponents can take advantage of that because they have these things called the spotters. Now that's a new rule. They have an independent spotter 
is if he sees you wobbling or something, he can just say, oh, he's wobbling, get him out of the game, and then he's out of the game. And they did that to Bridgewater, the first play versus the Jets. Some f- whoever, whoever the fuck the spotter was, some teamster from Weehawken, he's just like, yeah, I saw him wobbling, get him out. Oh, cool, is there any video of this? No, there's no video. There's no video. It's an NFL game. There's cameras everywhere. There's cameras everywhere. Every person has a camera in the stadium. Yep. No video. Just trust me. I saw it. I, spot, I spotted it. Okay. Can't argue with the spotter. Now it's Skylar Higgins, whoever the fuck that is. We had to deal with Skylar Higgins. The first Skylar since Breaking Bad. First guy Skylar, probably. Um, so I'm afraid that might happen this week. Up in New England, cold weather. Patriots look bad, but Belichick, you know, if Belichick and Belichick's desperate and a desperate Belichick gets to cheating, he loves to cheat. Forget the old snowplow game. This guy's an absolute CIA agent counter, just counter fucking culture cheat. So, you know, he'll take advantage of the, of the old spotter rule. Um, I see him spotting Bridgewater a concussed. <laughs> yeah, he's probably wobbly. Let's get that Skyler in there. And um, so you got New England minus three. New England, they were hilarious last week. I can't believe they don't. The fact we won on the Bengals against them, but yeah, Stevenson fumbled going in. But how they got there was amazing. It, the, 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 if you had the Cincinnati Patriots, no matter what side you had, you had bad beats. Bengals were up 22 nothing, so yes, they should have won. But then they had a pick six. A Hail Mary popped up in the air and a Patriots score, but then they missed extra points. Then they fumbled going in. There's fumbling going out. That's why we broke it down last week. They're going to do something dumb. Not that fumbling was dumb. It was that old that play where some guy just, they just get held up and then seven guys just absolutely physically assault the guy with the ball. It's like kill the man with the ball and just ripping at it. Like blow the whistle. Anyway, so now these brain injuries are happening and Tua, I don't know if Tua, before we detonate this game, and if you can see I'm leaning New England here. Sad to say, not that I root against Tua, I always thought Tua was bad, I don't root against him, but I don't think he's that good. Never did. He's like tomatoes to me, just just, the way he throws the ball just disgusts me, it physically repulses me. But I don't see him playing again. Ever like they're like, cause a lot of players like shut him down, your health, take your color. And that's, if you're a team, why would you even want to deal with not that not that two is not the word. I mean, yeah. Two is not worth the risk. It's like these, the protesters aren't worth the risk. You know, more, the most annoying pro, worse than Michael Vick dog protesters, these libtards. <laughs> like people who don't like football. It's like, you know, PETA fans protest. You know what? PETA protesting you. They're annoying. Man, a women's sexual assault, you can blow that off as the Cleveland Browns have shown. Because the players don't the fans don't really give a shit about that. The fans don't really give a shit about women. They give a shit about dogs, but not women. But now brain injuries, oh God, that's your new your new woke uh, protest is that. So why would you want to take on Tua who's get who's gonna get more concussions? He definitely is. So anytime you throw him out, they're like, why? Why didn't your medical staff fucking re- I don't know. It's football. They all have brain injuries out there. Why do you guys only care about quarterbacks? Every single player gets brain injuries out there. It's a friggin' gladiator sport. So I don't know. I think it's worse than, uh, I think it's more risk taking uh, to it than it was Michael Vick. As far as protesters, dogs and brains. That's where we draw the line. <laughs> quarterbacks, at least handsome. You have to be a handsome brain. If it's an ugly brain, whatever, go ahead and shatter it out there. 
But if it's a quarterback, someone that's handsome, like Tua, you know, then uh, protect at all costs. So, with that being said, Teddy Bridgewater, Skyler, whoever they spot with another brain injury up there in New England, we're going to take the Patriots minus three. First bomb of the week. New England, bomb it! All right, next game. Keep commenting, guys. I don't want to stop your comments. You guys are all commenting to yourselves. Your Chase Marks and uh, Cruz is hilarious. I don't even, you guys are having your own conversation. I don't even know what you're talking about, but I don't care. That's part of the bottom line bombs. No one knows what anyone's talking about out here. I'm just blabbing. That's the one five one star review gave me. The guy who just blabs. It's called a podcast. But we're listening live here on YouTube. Next game, Jacksonville. At Houston, Jacksonville is minus four. This is an interesting game. Now, tonight I told you about, or last night, how you're listening, Tennessee, Dallas. See, Tennessee and Jacksonville play each other next week for the division. And meaning their games this week mean absolutely nothing. Win or lose, it doesn't matter what happens with Jacksonville or Tennessee this week. Next week's what matters. So Tennessee, Mike Vrabel, smartly, smartly? has pulled all his players the Thursday night game. Why get hurt next week is all that matters. He tells everyone, listen, we don't Derek Henry's not playing. Sorry, chase for the toilet bowl. Uh, you know, we're, we're, we're going to put a kick returner back that there's our quarterback. We don't want anyone getting out there and hurt. Tennis, you know, it's smart. He knows what he's doing. Even though they're choking the season away, they fired their GM after AJ Brown beat them. They haven't won a game since anyway, uh, Jacksonville, on the other hand, going to Houston, Doug Peterson saying the exact opposite. This game means nothing. And here's what Doug Peterson said. Doug Peterson, you know why he said, I'll tell you this. He's saying hilarious shit. He's going, what? It's not a meaningless game. There's never a meaningless game. This is his quote. Never a meaningless game. Never, ever, ever. You play to win every game. The only way I rest players is if they're hurt. And they can't go. He's trying to do a cub. Herm Edwards quote there. Never, ever, ever. You know why? It's because he's got PTSD from when he was the Eagles coach and he got fired for doing this exact same thing for tanking. He pulled, remember his last game, he pulled Jalen Hurts in the middle of the game. They, the Eagle season was done with, but they could have beat Washington and then give like the Giants to the division or something. And they pulled Jalen Hurts for, uh, who did he pull him for? Nate Sudfield. That's right. He put in Nate Sudfield in the middle of the game in the fourth quarter when they're down three, because they look like they're going to win. Like, well, we better lose this game. And everyone freaked the fuck out. The Giants were pissed, you know, NFL was mad. They, they fired, even though the ownership told them to do it because they get a, got a better draft pick. They're like, yeah, we didn't think, we didn't think it was going to look that bad though. So you're fired. Go to the Colts or wherever the hell he went. No, he went to Jacksonville. Frank Reich went to the Colts. Um, and then he tried to blow it. He tried to cover the, and he learned a lesson. He tried to cover the owner's tracks and GMs. Was, yeah, we just thought we'd give Nate, you know, a chance during the middle of the game. He, he deserved it. He's a good kid. Shows up. What? This isn't a little, this isn't fucking Pop Warner. Everyone doesn't get to play it's professional football. So he's traumatized. So that, I mean, Doug Peterson won a Super Bowl at the Eagles, and like two years later, he was fired just because he yanked Jalen Hurts for Nate Sudfield. So now, 
And he lost the locker. That's what they said. He lost the locker room a meathead. See, that's the thing. Doug Peterson is not a meathead. He's smart. He did He did the right thing by pulling Hurts for the Eagles because he got a better draft pick. That was the right thing to do. But meatheads don't respond to that. So he didn't want to lose the locker room. So now he's like, nah, we always play. Never, ever a bad, meaningless game. Yes, it is. Actually, tonight, it, it is extremely And Houston beat us last time. So we got to get revenge. And you know what? I believe him. I believe Doug Peterson because he's he's so shell-shocked. He couldn't believe that what the ramifications was of tan- of openly tanking. Because you can talk you can talk about it vaguely about it, but you can't admit it. And once you admit it, that's when meatheads freak out. And uh, so Doug Peterson is going to play his players, and he is going to play Trevor Lawrence, and they're on a roll. These Jaguars, even though Houston's playing good as well, I just don't buy it. I think they're done. Lovey Smith. I mean, they got to be like, okay, that's it. How many? How many? How many times do we want to do this? We've just beat. We, we almost beat Dallas. We almost beat Kansas City, and then we. Uh, who they beat? No, they beat Tennessee last week. So that's enough. That's they, they, time to fold up shop. Now, now it's time to get a draft pick. We 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 came close versus Dallas and Kansas City, but then we actually won versus Tennessee. We didn't mean to do that. We just wanted to scare you. It's not my fault. You guys put Malik Willis out there who couldn't who have his arm tied to his body so he can't throw a forward pass. We didn't try to win the game. So I think Houston reverts back to that. In Jacksonville minus four, Doug Peterson traumatized from a meaningless games has to play his players now. And I, and I bet you they win. Um, I'm obviously I'm betting they win minus four and then watch Trevor Lawrence gets hurt in his dumb, meaningless fucking game. All because these meatheads can't understand. Why do I keep saying meatheads? It's an old term. Anyway, I hope everyone's healthy, but I hope, but it's I'm I'm also guaranteeing someone gets hurt if you can get a prop bet on that. Anyway, Jacksonville minus four. Let's detonate it. Okay. One more read. Underdog Fantasy. We're brought to you by Underdog Fantasy at the Underdog. This season never ends. Right now, you can play their weekly battle royale games or even draft your playoff best ball team. They also have a ton of daily games for NBA and NHL. Plus, when you use promo code SGPN at underdogfantasy.com, you get a 100% deposit match up to $100. That's Underdog Fantasy promo code SGPN. And we're back after the unprofessional sip of... Starbucks. Um, welcome. Let's see if there's any more. Am I? Uh, I'm not part of the stream. I want to add. Hold on. Is this not working? By the way. Hold on. Let me make sure this is working. You're not part of the stream yet. Click to add your audio and video. Oh my God, was this not going on? Hey guys. Um, working a Ziploc. Was this not going on with SEAL Team 6? You work at the zoo? I think so. I'm an idiot. I was just talking about how I had the blurred background on. I wonder if that was not streaming. Anyone Anyone in the comment booth? Hold on, let me, let me <laughs> I have to go to my text messages. Uh... Oh, God, here I am. I was. I was doing a fucking... I can't believe that. This is a gross. I I was not... This is what happened when I left in a box. 
Sorry, guys. Um, were you able to hear what I just said? This is awful. I didn't do anything good. You guys didn't miss anything, but um, <laughs> now it started. Oh, fucking idiot. Now I'm just going to badger myself. Welcome, guys, to the bottom line bombs. In the YouTube live streaming, I clicked start the broadcast, but I didn't click my video to go in there. So here I am. Uh, just appeared. Unbelievable. Now people listening to the audio broadcast, like, what's he talking about? We, we heard it just fine. Um, all right. Oh, whatever. It didn't start. I just, I already, to recap, here's what you missed. New England minus three, a lot of Tua jokes. Uh, Jacksonville minus four, some Doug Peterson jokes. The intro, I talked about me being dumb, which I just realized now with the whole live stream. I'm fucking tilted. I'm on life tilt. But those four people who are in the comments didn't see that first half part. So anyway, let's skip ahead. Next game, we got San Francisco versus Las Vegas. San Francisco minus nine and a half. The line was five until Vegas just decided... We're going to fold up shop too. Their Vegas Raiders are still eligible for the playoffs, technically. And they're like, ah, fuck it. We don't care. Derek Carr's bench, and he left town. He, not only is he benched, get out of town. He left town, which I get it. New Year's Eve in Las Vegas is hell. Get the hell out of there. UW, it's a nightmare. Ubers, parking, walking, everything is just terrible. New Year's Eve in Vegas just to be brutal. San Francisco's coming to town. They're they're gonna be. It's just gonna be all 49er fans paying three thousand dollars for these morons for these idiot tickets, and then um, <laughs> four thousand dollars for those fucking tickets. That's hilarious. Derek Carr. I mean. It's amazing. How to, I feel bad for like, Devontae Adams. Like, this is, why she, this is why I came here to the Raiders for, for Derek Carr. Yeah, well, maybe you shouldn't pick your job over an old, because you're college buddies. <laughs> I know Aaron Rodgers is annoying, but he's kind of a better quarterback than Derek Carr. Yeah, but we weren't college buddies in Vegas. Yeah, it's not a good idea when you're an adult. So they're going to play Jared Stidham. McDaniels' guy. Who's also not good. It's his first ever fucking start. Um, Derek Carr just doesn't belong in Vegas. That's the thing. It's just not a good match. He's a dad. He belongs in Indianapolis. That's where he needs to go. Some boring ass town. He should go to Green Bay, actually, and just approve Devontae Adams and bring Devontae Adams back to Green Bay. That'd be pretty funny. Um, <laughs> Derek Carr. I just love him. He he was he he blew that steal game. Speaking of that survivor pool, that was pretty exciting. I told you that in the circuit. The one guy, they're down to three people, but there was four people, and all and three of the four had the Steelers last week versus the Raiders. So the one guy already won with the Vikings barely, and then if the Raiders would have won, he would have won six million dollars. They did not. They came 45 seconds away, and then he lost the next morning, Christmas morning, when he had Miami. Yikes. That's a rough Christmas. You might have to walk that one off. So I can see why Derek Carr wants to leave town, because this guy's probably going to want to fucking kill him. He cost him $6 million. 
You know how we complain about our $50 parlays and throw them online? This guy, Derek Carr cost this guy $6 million because he couldn't convert a second and five. All they had to do, all they had to do was get him a first down. They threw, his passes were, Derek Carr's passes were hilarious. It was for Franco. Absolutely for Franco. Um, yeah, like I said, New Year's Eve in Vegas. What a disaster. We're going to go with San Francisco here. The holidays in Ve- I did Christmas in Vegas. Fremont Street's even worse for New Year's, I'm sure. Fremont Street's like the Walmart of Las Vegas. I like it down there. It's cheaper. Just, but, geez, they're not attractive people down on Fremont Street. Like, you think of Vegas sluts and fucking dudes in their fucking club shirts and all these bros and hoes. That's on the strip. That is not downtown. But your museums are down there. I went to the Neon Museum. Uh, pro tip, don't go during the daytime. Yeah. Not as, ex- not as good, the Neon Museum, during the daytime. Couldn't see as much. Went to Meow Wolf, a couple other things. It was great. Anyway, um, it did start. I'm sorry, guys. I was... He wanted to be there for Christmas, Bill Cruz. Christmas in Vegas, like I said, it's good. They do gaudy lights. They do that fun thing, you know. The Bellagio, I mean, might as well. I love holidays in Vegas. It's kind of empty. You kind of move around, although it's still ridiculously priced. I don't even know what to do. So, uh, Jared Statham, Las Vegas. Now the line, the line is nine and a half. That's a lot for Brock Purdy on the road. But like I said, it's not going to be a road game. It's all San Francisco assholes doing New Year's Eve in uh, Las Vegas. And uh, I just love the Raiders are still eligible for the playoffs. Like, yeah, well, I know we're eligible. I know we're technically alive, but have you seen what we're doing? We're not alive anywhere. Josh McDaniels going to try his guy out. And if you're Josh McDaniels' guy, that's also a bad sign. Everyone just loves Derek Carr. The, Ra- the players love Derek Carr. Like Darren Waller, Devontae Adams. I think Waller's an AA. He, he talks openly about being in recovery, so they're all. So he, so he has to say the nice things. Say, well, we're going to give this other guy a shot, too. It's not buying there. We're going to help him out, too. Stop helping people, you dumb fucking angels. Uh, stop. Be mad. Be angry about this team. This team's terrible. You can't have these 30 year olds in Vegas quarterbacks. Although the other thing with Vegas is all their first round picks die in car wrecks because you can't give these guys millions of dollars and have them live in Las Vegas either and be 22. They're going to fucking lose their minds. That's why it's going to take a social experiment to send this having an NFL team in Las Vegas. They're losing their brains. I can't, I barely lose my mind. I don't even drink there anymore. Although I do do the Visa network. God damn it. I'm so fucking tilted that it wasn't broadcasting. I mean, I was brought, I'm, I'm recording, but not broadcasting. I'm so dumb. I'm the man in the box, solo. Anyway, where was I? Oh, yeah. Lost San Francisco, minus nine and a half, detonated. All right. Let's just move right along, CJ. Let's keep going. You know, there's no looking back in life. Well, unless you're me. Unless you're any like any normal person, what's what kind of saying is that? There's no looking back. Of course, it's looking back at life. That's all I do is look back and have regrets. I like when people say that. Live life with no regrets. Yeah, okay. Then you're a sociopath. That's my pin tweet. Live life with no regrets. Be a sociopath. Don't don't care about what you do. 
That's all I have is regrets. What? I love the Frank Sinatra song. Did it my way. You're you're just an asshole. Doing it my way with no regret. You're a fucking asshole. All I have is regrets. Every decision I do in life is wrong. Not to get all George Costanza, but how can you not have regrets? I regret the first half hour of the show where I wasn't even broadcasting the live stream on YouTube. You guys are looking at a black screen telling me that, and I'm not listening. I think you're being jerks. This show is off the rails. All right. We got two games left, and we're going to do a man in a box. So we've got plenty of entertainment here. Welcome to the show. Washington Commanders versus the Cleveland Browns. What a nightmare. We should preface that all the games this week are terrible. Every single NFL game, except for the Monday nighter of Bengals versus Buffalo. The only two teams with winning records that are playing each other. And we're not going to talk about that game because it's too good. <laughs> I don't like good games. We like the bad games. So actually, this is my kind of week. All terrible football games. Washington versus Cleveland. And Washington is going back to Carson Wentz. Well, well, well. That's who Carson Wentz is. He's that girlfriend you keep breaking up with because you swear you can do better. You talk shit when you break up with her. What the f- was I even thinking with you? You disgust me. And then you come crawling back when you realize how bad you are at the dating pool. And Wentz is waiting for you. Well, 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 look who we have here. Ron Rivera. Thought you had that new hot girl, Tyler Hankey. Thought you liked that little Hankey out there. Talk about how he's a winner. Turns out he's not good, is he? No, he's not. He can't, he doesn't uh, cook that, I don't know, meatloaf like I do. I mean, Wentz doesn't give you anything good, but at least it's solid. You know what it's going to be. I always said the problem with Carson Wentz is if you watch him play, he can really disgust you. You know, you just have to just live with the results and read about it later. He's like Tim Wakefield, the pitcher, the knuckleball pitcher. Wakefield put up good numbers every every year. Hell, in the playoffs, he could pitch every game. He's only throwing 50 miles an hour. Puts up great numbers, like 18 and 8. But if you watched him and someone hits a home run off him, you disgust you. God damn it. What's he doing with that rinky-dink pin? I could have hit that. Like when Aaron Boone hit that home run in the playoffs off him. Like, come on. That's like a wiffle ball. Get him. I don't ever want to see him again. But he's actually good. Every pitcher gives up home runs. But it just looks worse when it's from a 45-mile-an-hour knuckleball. And that's the same thing with Carson Wentz. He throws interceptions. Yes. But he doesn't really throw more or turn it over more than any other quarterback. All quarterbacks throw interceptions and turn it over. But the way he does it is so spectacularly bad that you can't, you can't even tolerate it. Like, get, what is he doing? Did he just hit that off his head? Did he just head the ball like a soccer player? Get him out of here. I never want to see him in this city again, let alone on this team. Like the Colts traded Carson Wentz. They had no backup plan whatsoever. We'll worry about that when we get to it. Just dump him. Which you don't do. You don't dump your girlfriend without a backup ready to come in and take the spot. I don't care. Wentz, get out of here. Who's our backup? I don't know. Find Matt Ryan. He, he can't play anymore. All right. How about Nick Foles? I don't think he was ever a thing. That's super. Did he win a Super Bowl? Yeah, but that's because he threw a tall, slow ball. Tall and slow is a style. Like volleyball. We need Alshon Jeffries. He only works with Alshon Jeffrey. That's a problem with Nick Foles. 
Nothing he does after <laughs> that worked. That was in the intro. Um, thanks. Chase says I'm doing great. Uh, <laughs> um, so now, we, so now the now the Red, Redskins, the Commanders, come back to Carson Wentz, and Ron Rivera hates Carson Wentz. That's why this is awkward. Remember earlier in the season, like, what's the problem? He's a quarterback, which coaches never do. What quarterback? Which he wasn't even a problem. He was actually doing fine back then. Carson Wentz is the problem. But luckily, we got this Taylor Henke guy. We're gonna ride with him forever. And they went a little tryst and affair, and now. Oh, God. She had some warts, didn't she? Hanky had some warts. <laughs> She's calling your parents, mom and dad. Whoa, take it easy, Hanky. We're just uh, we're just testing things out. She's moving in. She's rearranging your furniture. Yeah, okay. You know what? We're going to go back to Carson. And uh, Carson Wentz. He, that's the thing with Carson Wentz. You can abuse him. He'll come back to you. He's going to let you know. He's like those fights, you know, you have a fight with your girlfriend, wife, and uh, you think it's over with, but four years later, they bring it up out of nowhere, something, and then you cheat. What? Jesus. Thought you let that go. No. I never let things go. And that's what Carson once says. But you got to deal with it because he's the best you got. <laughs> and I think the best... Commanders have Carson Wentz is going to be better than Deshaun Watson this week, who's been absolutely brutal. I mean, there's Rusty, and I don't even know if he can play anymore. He be, he'll be, I guess, he'll be able to play. What a decision the Cleveland Browns did. They sell their soul for Deshaun Watson, who's not even the best quarterback on their roster. Guaranteed 270 million, 35 sexual assault victims, whatever. Is he good? No, he's not even good. We didn't we didn't even ask him that. We just assumed because he used to be good that he'd still be good, but apparently he's not. We should have checked into that. See, the problem was we didn't want to check into anything concerning Deshaun Watson because as soon as he Googled him, bad things came up. And uh, we, just, we just decided to turn a blind eye to his sexual assaults, to his football town, to his drills, everything. And now here we are. We're screwed. And the Browns are screwed. They're they're they are terrible. So I think the commanders get back in their winning ways. Minus two and a half. It's under a field goal. We'll take it. We come crawling back to Carson Wentz if he'll have us. And we'll take it. Washington Commanders, minus two and a half, detonated. We go to the final bomb of the week. Just to recap, we have New England minus three because of the two of brain injuries. Jacksonville minus four because Doug Peterson is traumatized from benching players in meaningless games, so he will play them. 49ers minus nine and a half because Vegas New Year's is the worst. Commanders minus two and a half because we are crawling back to Carson Wentz. And now we have our final game. Detroit versus Chicago. Motor City Midwest NFC Norris battle. Detroit minus six. In Detroit, in the Dome. Thank God. Because right now the Midwest is getting blasted. All the country is getting blasted except for Los Angeles. Uh, With freezing cold weather. Snowstorm. They're, They're naming the storms again. It went from polar vortex last time I was in Chicago. Now they're calling it the bomb cyclone. 
What? Why do you love naming these fucking death storms? Why do they have to fun Nick Bomb Cyclone or all like these awful Armageddon type movies? Elliot, Elliot is coming through, swifting through. Bomb Cyclone. You can't just make up these names halfway through our lives and act like, you know, we should just be used to it. They say it on the news like it's nothing. Yeah, the bomb cyclone's coming through. The, the what? Oh, yeah. Do we, you, you didn't hear about that? The bomb cyclone? That's just when the weather that's normally in the Arctic comes flying down here and bombs through your home. But <laughs> puts holes in car doors and people die. 30 people in Buffalo are dying because of bomb cyclones. I love how Detroit is like the home like to all the Midwest games. Like, hey, can we relocate and play in Detroit? Like Buffalo's half their season had to play in Detroit. How about you just get the fuck out of Buffalo? Get football out of there. Or they got to build a dome. I know you want to be in the elements for your home field advantage, but like we said, there's not even home field advantage for them. They can't throw the ball to shit. People are dying. Yeah, but you know, we can run the ball better. The bomb cyclone. <laughs> So Detroit just houses all these Midwest teams in these horrible weather conditions to have open door, open roof. And they collect the complaint. Ah, domes are soft. Yeah, they're soft, but you can live. At least you can survive and play a game. So Detroit comes home. Detroit is still playoff eligible, I believe. They had a bad game. The Bears... They're just going to be happy to be indoors. Just like, can you just put us up for a couple hours? We won't even play the game. We just want to be inside for four hours. It's a safety issue, if anything. It's so cold back there. I was there recently. And, uh, my buddy Sean Flannery was telling me, who I co-host with The Blackout Diaries, another podcast, drinking storytelling show. Make sure you check that out, Blackout Diaries. It was like minus 40, it felt like, the other day. I guess you guys in Chicago will comment and can tell me. Um, healthy 53 today, bro, says Vandal. Good for you. But the other day, it felt like minus 40. If you're outside for nine minutes, you get frostbite. Nine minutes. You maniacs. That's why there's so many bars in Chicago in the corner of every street, because you need it to survive just to get home. You can't walk home. Just like, I'll just walk home from the bar here. No, you'll die. You need a bar in every corner to hop in, do a shot, warm your warm your cackles a bit, and then move out for six more minutes to the next bar. That's <laughs> why you become drunk. We were going back to our hotel the last time, and he's like, nah, sorry, we're closed. Like, what do you mean you're closed? Now what? Now what do I do, die? You can't just throw me out in the street. Yeah, now good luck. That's what he said to us. Like, good luck out there. Well, you control the luck, actually. Good luck here? No, not good luck here. We're closed in here. Good luck out there, though. Good luck in fucking Siberia. Finding a camera at Uber. That's not going to happen. You're going to die. I got to stop talking about death. It's a gambling football show. Oh, boy. Um, let's see here. Where are we at with the clock? Um, I'm just, all right. I'm maintaining. I'm maintaining, CJ. Maintain. I just went through a couple bits. 46 minutes. All right, let's just do it. Detroit minus six. They will absolutely smoke your Mark Vanna Bears. Latest six, Detroit bomb it.
bomb cyclone it. That's what you're going to do. Bomb cyclone, just going to come through and kill a few homeless people. No big deal. If you got a home, use it. If not, you're going to die. We didn't do it. Your God did. This is all in the news. What? Yeah, your God kill, decided to kill people with a bomb cyclone. And some environmental problems as well. <laughs> 90 degree temperature swing in four days, Chase Bentley's reporting in Chicago. That's, that's healthy, right? We're doing good. We're all doing good here. We're doing great with the environment. Things should swing 90 degrees in less than a week. Anyway, with that being said, let's switch to the box. Here we are in the box. This is the close-up. That's why I do close-up. Man. All right. Get past it. Why can't I get past things? I can get past things. Let's do the man in the box segment. Again, thank you, everyone, coming here on YouTube. I, can, I can't apologize enough for being an idiot during the first four, first half of the show and not streaming it live, just a black screen. That's exactly what I did last night. When I went on the Visa in Vegas thing, I had this whole background set up as a joke, a whiteboard, Osborne, I told you to begin the top of the show. And then I had the blurred background on for the Skype call so they couldn't see anything. Because I'm dumb. Because I'm a man in a box. That's what they do. They throw me in this box. They don't give me a producer. They do it afterwards because they know I'm like a rabid dog in here. Or a monk, just some monkey. And they throw some food in here. I'm like, all right, come out, come out with a show, hopefully. And I do, and I just... I'm just talking into this microphone about who knows what. I say I'm a cross between Jim Rome and uh, Alex Jones. <laughs> I'm just crazy, crazy man speaking through a microphone. And I'm very like Alex Jones because I also owe money to a lot of people that I'm never going to pay. <laughs> anyway, happy holidays here. This is the week in between the limbo week. It's a fun week. It's a holiday week in between Christmas and New Year's. You do one thing and work, and that's it. That's plenty. What do you want from us, you know? And then you, you get snowed in. You watch some bowl games. You watch some movies. I saw a movie. I saw Christmas night. It used to be tradition. I like to go to the theater on Christmas night or Thanksgiving night because it's usually, you know, nothing to do there. But me and my friend Brady went and saw The Whale with Brendan Fraser. It's getting a lot of Oscar buzz. The Whale, Darren Aronsky, whatever fuck his name is, directed it. The guy, you know, from, from Pie, Requiem for a Dream, and all those are bullshit he does. Brendan Fraser in Fat Face. I'm, I'm sick of these actors in Fat Face. He wore a fat suit. It's cultural appropriation. Fat Face. You're not a, you gotta be about this life, okay? You can't just fucking be a tourist, dip your toe in this shit. <sighs> when people are talking about how great the whale was, I knew it was me. First of all, people are telling me to go see it, which is not, don't do that. Do not tell your bigger people to go, you gotta see the whale, bro. You gotta see the whale. It's about this obese shut in. <laughs> yeah, cool, cool. Can't wait to go see that. Oh, it's great. It's about this guy. He's disgustingly fat. He eats Kentucky Fried Chicken buckets and he masturbates. But deep down under that blubber, that disgusting blubber, he's a real human being. Can you believe it? An actual person is under that disgusting fatness of a whale. I'm like, good God, I'm going to have to fucking endure this. 
<laughs> and it's going to Oscar buzz. This is going to be the worst come Oscar season. Skinny people are giving them standing ovations at Cannes Film Festival. Oh, the emotion of this fat mess. And I looked at, I looked into it. I'm like, this writer had to. And I knew exactly what this writer was. I was right. There's no way this writer's fat. He used to be fat, according to him. He had a harrowing six months when he was like 20 pounds overweight in college or something. Must have been a nightmare for you. So I know what it's like. I used to be fat. Get the fuck out of my face with you used to be fat. You're not about this life. Do you know about this life? I don't want to get into it. <laughs> Did a bits, but I mean, get the. F- he had a team, though. He had a team help him. He had the resources. Unlike some, so many people out there that can relate. Fuck off. This guy is just amazing. You don't know about this fucking life, dude. Being out to eat at a bar, and a food runner just assumes the food's for you, you know? You could be eating nachos. Hey, did you order the nachos? No, I didn't. I have them right in front of me. Yeah, but you probably want these more around it. Could be a family of four next to me with silverware saying, We want to eat. Nah, it's not for you. It's for this guy. It's for this whale. <laughs> anyway, you know how that goes. Ugh, I don't want to. Whatever. Don't want to do the act. Gotta see the whale. Somebody asked me, he goes, Did you go to college? I can't see it. Can't see you went to college. I just don't see it. I like when people say that. Yeah, I went. I went to college. Not that that's a big thing. I went to Duquesne University. Duquesne ringing the paint. I mean, you can't see. I know. I look like if every character in the in the Animal House fraternity was one person. If they all formed to be one person, that was me. That's me. So if you look at me that way, then I'm in college. Anyway, this fucking whale skinny people think. And then you got skinny foodies. That's I, I hate fat and as being a cultural appropriate, you know? My culture is not your costume. <laughs> what you know about this? What you know about making a sandwich to hold you over while you make your real sandwich? I just get into like a real fucking <laughs> preaching. And that's the problem. The whole foodie culture. Leads into this And of course In this movie This might as well have been A fucking Eddie Murphy movie This Brendan Fraser thing By the way He's like Rolling up an entire pizza And shoving it down his throat It's not what people do Meatball I'm gonna die Because I'm so fat But I'm a person And this thing's gonna win an Oscar Good God Fuck off Another thing This writer There's an article This writer In New York or whatever Um Thing that pissed me off. Brendan Fraser's character, he he uh, he teaches online. He teaches an essay class online because, of course, he's behind behind a computer eating all day with his camera off because he can't like can't be able to see what he looks like. He teaches an essay class, and of course, I guess this writer actually did that. You know, in New York somewhere. And he's like, yeah, these, I had these students write these lines for me, and one line was so good, I knew it had to go in the movie. So I put in the movie. I forget who he was. You forget who he was. You just stole your student's line. I'd fucking sue you. He acts like he's he's telling the story like it's a good thing that he used one of his. He stole his student's line and threw in his script. This guy's fear. This guy makes me mad. (laughs) 
They should have called it jalapeno, man. <laughs> I think I maybe I mispronounced it. That's what Bill Cruz said. I don't recommend the fucking whale at all. Of course, he's got a daughter. And he's gay, too. I think I think that's the right... I think that's what the writer said. Like every, everything about it... Like, he crosses all the... Uh, I mean, they don't even explain why he's gay. They explain because he's fat. Hey, he's probably gay because he's so fat. He's got a daughter, too. Yeah, but when he wasn't fat, he had a daughter. And he was married. But then he got fat. So he became gay. So he got to space the storyline. <laughs> <laughs> oh god damn it this whole culture appropriation you know how this started this fucking started as soon as we let skinny people win the hot dog eating contest we never even should have let them in it alright that's when things went downhill for fat culture we had one thing that we were good at one thing one event and they had to come in and ruin it with their fucking saber metrics with hot dogs dipping the buns in water that's not eating I got a Rottweiler ripping it. That's disgusting. Can you just go let us fucking be an anchor at the tug of war and do the hot dog in contest and let us be? Kobayashi and Joey Chestnut. Fuck Joey Chestnut. Coming out doing with six packs and doing somersaults. You're not supposed to be. You're supposed to have shame up there. I don't have a costume. If anything, you have a cape. We'll let you have a cape, but then you can cover your face in shame. Where's the shame in all this? The best hot dog eating contest contest ever was William Refrigerator Perry because he went there just for like a free lunch. He ate with condiments, you know. He had he ate beforehand. He took some to go. He had like six, four and a half. He's like, ah, that's good. I'm full. All right, boy. Now skinny foodie. It's a fucking. It's a pandemic. Pandemic? Nah. You know what it is? is they go to, they go to, they think their food is just because they like any, like just because you like, actually real big people, us, we, we don't even care what it tastes like, you know? We don't give a shit if the waiter compliments your order for your fajitas. You don't win. It doesn't impress me. You want to impress me, you get the cashier at the grocery store at Ralph's or something to give you the head nod, you know? Because he doesn't have any skin in the game. He just recognizes talent. He's like, where'd you get that ham? I hid that thing. I was going to bring that home to my family on Friday. <laughs> yeah, we don't care. We don't, we don't even give a shit about taste. We just want to get the job done. That's why you don't see like Yelp reviews for heroin dealers or heroin addicts. You know, they just want the drug. They don't care if it's good or not. It just needs to fit, fill the fucking need. Fill the need. Fill that need. Fill that need. Let us feed. All right, let's wrap up this show. That was a man in a box about the whale. Uh, I have other things to talk about. R.I.P. to Pele. That just happened today as we go on the air. Pele, the greatest soccer player of all time. Somebody the other day was trying to tell me Maradona was better than Pele. And listen, I like Maradona better. He did uh, cocaine and pizza for his, his training regimen. Hilarious guy. But Pele, he's Pele. Come on, he's the best. You know, there's no debate in that. That's just uh, one word, Pele. When I was in grade school, sixth grade, I believe it was, I had to write a paper on Sidney Poitier, the uh, great actor. And uh, I always thought you had to finish off. You know, anytime you had to, speaking of essays and teaching, I said, who's taking an essay class online, by the way? The fucking whale. And they're all college students. How do I write an essay? Shut up. Write it. Why do you want to write an essay? Um, 
Anyway, I had to write an essay, a feed paper, if you will, in school. And I always thought you had to end big. You have to have a big ending. What you want to do right now? A big ending was, uh, <laughs> you know, a big set, a grandiose sentence to finish off the paper. And for Sidney Poitier, I tell you, know, I did a regular bio, where he's from, all his movies and shit like that, why he's culturally important, being an African-American actor and all that. And then I finished it off with uh, the last sentence was, Sidney Poitier was the Pele of acting. Like real big and finish. No idea what it meant, but. I got the check plus, and that's all that mattered. You get that check plus, you're in, you're in good, great. That's as good as it gets. Anyway, that's going to do it for the bottom line bombs. Uh, thank you for everyone who came in. Um, let me recap real quick. New England minus three, Jacksonville minus four, 49ers nine and a half. Commanders minus two and a half, Lions minus six, all five favorites. That's not good. Um, you can follow me on Instagram, CJ Sullivan was taken. A couple underscores in there, so it's CJ... Underscore Sullivan underscore was underscore taken, I believe. Um, listening, obviously, five star review this, please, and subscribe on Spotify. I heard not to, I mean, if you listen to iTunes, that's great too, but apparently they're jerks. And I was told to push Spotify. So review this, give it five stars, say the idiot in the box doesn't know how to live stream himself halfway through, but when he does, it's not bad. It's not a bad program. Um, so Blackout Diaries, another podcast. Um, other than that, that should that should do it. Um, did I detonate it for the Lions minus six? Let me just hit it just in case. I like hearing it for the Starbucks. Um, boy, I just wrapped it up with a pin. Uh, Pele Sydney Poitier playing Encino Man. Bill Cruz said, ah, "I said I got gotcha. you." Yeah, it was a play, the whale. No shit, it was a play. It was in there fucking they're just jamming food. Oh, God damn it. I laughed out loud. A lot of fat shamers will laugh. Think, they, think, they think they're being nice with this movie. Bill Maher probably loves Bill Maher thinks it's the comedy hit of the year. <laughs> laugh out loud funny. Finally, something. Hollywood gives us something to laugh at in her face. So anyway, Brendan Fraser and Fat Face, fuck off. Man in the Box, Bottom Line Bombs, hit that techno music. Thank you guys, and see you next week.